One of the things that sets Catholics apart from other Christian believers, of course, is our belief in the true presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, that every time we receive Holy Communion, we receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Lord. But another aspect of our Catholic life that is unique to us among many Christians would be that of our devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary, of honoring her and asking her to pray for us. And we might rightly then ask, well, why is it that we have this devotion to Mary? Why do we ask her to pray for us? Of course, the principal reason is because of her relationship to Jesus. We honor Mary because of who she is and what she did, that she said yes, and that gave us the Savior of the world. But I think our gospel today, this wedding feast at Cana, is kind of the classical example of why we ask for Mary's help and Mary's intercession. Because here at Cana in Galilee, Mary noticed that the wine was running short, and then she did something about it. She went to Jesus and brought it to his attention And then he worked that miracle of turning water into wine. This is really Mary's intercession. She's interceding on behalf of that couple, even though they're unaware of the need themselves. She is intervening in this situation in their life. So she saw, she acted, and she believed that Jesus would do something about it. And so I think this is the classic example, then, of Marian intercession. But if we go throughout the rest of the scriptures and look at different aspects of them, we'll also see other reasons why we are devoted to Mary, why we ask her to pray for us, and why she prays with us. In John's Gospel, at the crucifixion scene, there John and Mary are, and Jesus says from the cross, "'Woman, behold your son, son, behold your mother.'" And then from that hour, the disciple took Mary into his home. Well, the people who have reflected on this over the centuries, holy men and women, saints and preachers, they've all said that while John standing there represents all of Christianity, represents all Christian believers. And just as he took Mary into his home, well, then that becomes the task of all believers That as Mary was entrusted to John and John to Mary, well, then there's this act of entrustment that happens for you and for me as we now take Mary into our homes. One of the things about this scene at Cana is that she is attentive. She notices a need. And so when we invite Mary into our home or into our family life, well, then she is able to notice those needs and bring them to her son. In the Acts of the Apostles, we have another instance of Mary with the Apostles. It's after the ascension of Jesus, they're waiting for the coming of the promised Holy Spirit, and so they're praying for nine days. And Mary, it says in Luke's account of the Acts of the Apostles, that she was persevering in prayer with the other women and with the Apostles. So Mary prays with them. And in a sense, when we ask her, mer- ask her prayers of intercession, she prays with us and joins us in our prayer. It's one of the things I've always liked about the apparition in Champion, that 
Mary said, I am the queen of heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners. So she tells us who she is and then what she does in heaven. I'm the queen of heaven and I pray for the conversion of sinners. But then what happened was that Mary said to Adele, she said, I wish you to do the same. So just as Mary prays, she wants us to join her in prayer. So she prays with us and we, in a sense, join her in her own prayers of petition as well before the throne of God. So Mary praying with us, that's an image we see in the scriptures. Now, if we think about the most common way that we are dedicated, that we are devoted to Mary, it's probably through the recitation of the prayer of the Hail Mary. It's one of those first prayers we learn, and in the rosary, it's prayed 53 times, and so we repeat it over and over again. If we think about what the Hail Mary is, the first half is simply a greeting. So we're greeting Mary in the same way that those in the scriptures have done it. When Mary was in her little home in Nazareth, the angel Gabriel comes to her. The angel says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. So every time we begin the Hail Mary, we repeat that angelic salutation. We greet Mary in the same words that the archangel did. And then we say, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Well, those are words that come to us from St. Elizabeth. That when Mary heard at the Annunciation that Elizabeth, an aged woman, was with child, she noticed that need and she goes. She wants to assist. She wants to help. And as the two greet one another, prompted by the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So this first half of the Hail Mary is simply a greeting of Mary in the way in which those in the New Testament, in the Gospels, had greeted her at some point. Then we say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, so that's acknowledging who she is. She's the Mother of the Savior. This is why she is significant. And then we say, Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. And as we say those words, it's almost as if we're at the wedding feast at Cana. And we're saying, Mary, notice my needs right now and pray for me now in this moment, whatever I'm going through, and then pray for me at the hour of my death. Be my advocate at that time when the Lord calls me home to himself. This idea of Mary being an advocate is one that is found in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the queen mother would advocate for the people of a town or village. We would often think the queen might be the wife of the king, but in the Old Testament, it was the mother of the king. And so as the mother of Jesus, well, then Mary is the queen. And so the common people come to her, bring the needs, and then she presents them to the Lord, just as the queen mother would have done, and then the king will act accordingly. Mary wants to help us, I think, because she looks as us as her children. She is our mother and we are are her children. She cares for us and she is concerned about us. One of the things I always remark about Marian devotion is that it's been with us for centuries after centuries, that early shrines and churches were built in honor of Mary and people went there 
They said, Mary, pray for my need, whatever it is right now. And then they would receive a grace. So it seems that it, is, it works, that it pleases God for us to ask her prayers, for her to pray with us as we direct our prayer to the Lord. At the wedding feast at Cana, Mary noticed the needs of that couple even before they were aware of it themselves. Maybe for us today, we ask her to do the very same thing.